Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. My name is Captain Eric, and we'll be covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of January 23rd and January 29th. Uh, for those who, who may have missed it, we just posted our 100th episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast, and uh, I took the time to just kind of shine the light on a few charities and organizations that are not only close to myself, but also uh, those closely associated to the life of Steven Hillenburg. Um, and I really would appreciate if, even if you've never listened to the Squarecast, um, even if you're listening to this years down the road, go back and listen to the 100th episode. Uh, it, it's really, most of that time is devoted to everything else beyond, it's, it's not just me talking about, hey, we made it to 100. Knowing that that show is going to continue, there's going to be plenty of more milestones to reflect on the show. So you only get one 100th episode, and I wanted to make sure it was a special one. So if you haven't already, please uh, go listen to that. It is it is well worth a listen. Uh, it does not. It's pretty much just its own episode. It's not following any of the SpongeBob episodes. Uh, so for those who are upset about that, I'm sorry. We'll be back next week with. Can I spare a dime? Uh, but this week we are covering some uh, Nickelodeon shows. We we don't have much on this episode, but uh, certainly we we have stuff to talk about. But this week we are starting with a show that premiered two years ago on January twenty fourth, two thousand twenty. The American adaptation of the Crystal Maze. The original Crystal Maze started its run all the way back on February fifteenth, nineteen ninety lasted five years and then came back for a special in 2016. I'm sure the special was was meant to kind of test the waters to see how you could continue the show or if it was worth continuing, which it did in the UK in 2017 and ended its revived series in 2020, after which they brought the Crystal Maze over to American shores on Nickelodeon. And um, I read through the format of the show I think the original series and the revived series have a have a bit of a different element to them, but it seems like a very complicated and interesting game show. Maybe it's not complicated. Uh, it looks like uh, teams go into can play games from four different categories: mental, mystery, physical, or skill. Um, I know that there's an actual structure of the crystal maze that they go through, so I know that's an element to it. But if if the crystal maze is worth watching, I mean, if the show's been on for for 30 years, it's been around almost uh, being, you know, revived and brought over to other countries. So is it a is it a game show worth checking out? If you have checked out the crystal maze and you think it's worth watching, I, I like game shows. So let me know. I might I might dive into the crystal maze. Four years ago, on January 26th, 2018, Paradise Run finished its run on Nickelodeon, no pun intended. Uh, Paradise Run is a reality competition show that ran from February 1st, 2016 to January 26th, 2018. The show was hosted by Daniela Monet, who most of you will remember as Trina from the television show Victorious. 
Uh, she was one of the funniest characters consistently on that show, and she definitely has a charismatic presence to her. I have no doubt that she knocked it out of the park hosting this show. I've never seen a single episode of Paradise Run. Uh, but but I, I enjoy Daniela Monet's uh, work. So, like, her as the host uh, did run for three seasons on Nickelodeon, which, if you ask me, is, is not that bad these days for, like, these live-action kind of game shows and reality shows. Three three seasons is, is about the normal these days, so uh, congratulations to all those involved. Eleven years ago, on January 28th, 2011, SpongeBob SquarePants' Legends of Bikini Bottom premiered on Nickelodeon. Legends of Bikini Bottom was an anthology series of SpongeBob SquarePants episodes. They were not related in the sense that there was a threading story throughout. But with anthology series, which they've done with SpongeBob, like with SpongeBob's Road Trip, they usually take a bunch of episodes with a similar element to them and then kind of bundle them together in this kind of series. So kind of gives you a reason to want to watch each and every episode all of which deal with a supernatural type element, um, given why they're under the title the, the Legends of Bikini Bottom, different different kind of like folklore type legends, uh, witches and monsters and magic and all of all of which were all made one after another in production order. So there was clearly a plan here. Hey, we're going to make, you know, six episodes under this this title of the Legends of Bikini Bottom. Um, and then it'll air on Nickelodeon as such. So uh, it aired as part of the seventh season of SpongeBob SquarePants, which we are we are four seasons away in the in the Squarecast from getting from. So we I got a while before I get to the Legends of Bikini Bottom, but I have seen most of those episodes. I I do like when there's that that element added to the SpongeBob SquarePants world, because you get a you get that goofiness as well as when they try to take kind of a, a more serious supernatural or horror edge um it's just with the lens of spongebob squarepants everything is just goofy you can make almost anything work out in bikini bottom so uh if you are like me and you kind of tend to watch more of those kind of october-ish halloween-ish episodes that work of shows definitely check out the legends of bikini bottom highly recommended of course we always try to mention the creators here uh, SpongeBob SquarePants was created by Steven Hillenburg and first premiered all the way back on May 1st, 1999. It is currently in its 13th season on Nickelodeon with 270 episodes. Wow, that is that is quite a number and uh, and good luck to any future Nicktoon that even tries to climb to the level of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, I'm not saying it can't be done, but it is certainly a mountain that is... Uh, that's a high climb, if you know what I'm saying. Also 11 years ago, on January 24th, 2011, Bubble Guppies premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Johnny Belt and Robert Skull, Bubble Guppies is currently in its sixth season and has 103 episodes. 12 years ago, on January 25th, 2010, Team Umizumi premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Sue Kim, Michael T. Smith, and Jennifer Twomey, Team Umizumi ran for four seasons of 80 episodes. It was a uh, more of a preschool Nick Jr. kind of show. I should say that it premiered on, on Nick Jr., but uh, I actually really liked when a show found a creative way to bring math to its viewer, and Team Umizumi was all about bringing math to its viewer, and uh, I, I can really appreciate that. I can get behind that. 
when it's presented in a fun and exciting way, uh, that's that's where like I can get behind math. Math can be the most boring subject if taught in the wrong way, but if you can just teach it in the right way, you can make it fun. Like math can be extremely fun. Uh, that's that's at least for me. That that's for my that's my takes. Thirteen years ago, on January twenty fourth, two thousand nine, Tack and the Power of Juju finished its run on Nickelodeon. Tack and the Power of Juju was based on the video game created by THQ. It was released under the Nickelodeon banner and was an original property for THQ and Nickelodeon. Tack would go on to have a number of uh, sequels: Tack Two, The Staff of Dreams. Tack 3, The Great Juju Challenge, and had a fourth game, Tack the, and the Guardians of Gross. Uh, Tack would also have a, a wide variety of uh, handheld spinoffs of those games over the years, but he was primarily a video game character, and then eventually that character was brought over to the small screen when on August 31st, 2007, a TV show based off of the video game series premiered on Nickelodeon. It was the very first CGI Nicktoon to be completely overseen by the Nickelodeon Animation Studio, with any other projects being done by outside sources. I, I will say that being a fan of the video game series, watching this show, I, I it did come a lot later than the original game. I mean, check this out. The original video game, Tack and the Power of Juju, was released in North America on October 15th, 2003. So four years after the first game, the uh, TV show would eventually make its way to the small screen. I, I'm not saying that it like it's it's better late than never, but uh, I think it missed that that solid window. I mean, think of Jimmy Neutron. The movie came out, and within the year, the TV show was was making its way to the to the small screen. Uh, Attack and the Power of Juju took a while, and by the time I think the show premiered, the uh, the success of the game series was was well on its way, dwindling down, or at least even just people knowing that it existed. I enjoyed each and every game of that series, but I, I felt like with each one, less and less people knew about it. And the more I spoke about it, it was like people like they knew the first game, but they didn't. Some people didn't even know there was a two and three and. You know, by the time the show came out, I, we're talking years later. But like I said, it's better late than never. And I think it, it was a, a story worthwhile telling on the small screen, making a television series out of it. They certainly changed things and how it worked with the you know, in the game world to the television world. Obviously, when you're adapting something, certain things do have to change for there to to be a flow for it to work as a as an ongoing series. It ran for two seasons of 28 episodes. I, I think it was it was a funny show at times. Um, certainly it was not the most beautiful show, even by 2007 standards of CGI. But I, I appreciated the updated model of Tack. I liked the look of the Poo Poo Nunu village. Uh, the voice acting in the show is as phenomenal as you can ask for. It has an all-star cast of voice actors. There are certainly moments of gold to find in Tack and the Power of Juju. So it's a short show to get through. If you've never seen it, I'd say it's worth a watch. And if you check it out, like certainly let me know what you think about it. Uh, I, I would I would appreciate the uh, the feedback there. Fifteen years ago, on January 27th, 2007, the Naked Brothers band The Movie premiered on Nickelodeon. A, uh, I think it's like a 90-minute long 
how long is this? 84 minutes, 84 minute long TV movie that uh, served as a pilot to the eventual series, The Naked Brothers Band, which is a mockumentary uh, series about a fictional band that is just extremely or at least decently popular about two brothers, Nat and Alex Wolf. Uh, and then, of course, their their other bandmates and the various drama that goes on. Um, it's it's done in the style like like The Office in a way. Like it's it is a mockumentary. It's it's presented as this is real, and you're watching like actual you know celebrities and whatnot. Um, but you know, forget the the Naked Brothers band. I, I both Nat and Alex Wolf have gone on to be in some extraordinary projects. But, you know, you, you can't get to those big projects without the, the stepping stones of your career. So they, they had to go through the Naked Brothers Band. And, and I'm sure that was an extremely helpful experience for them as young kids to, to their current careers now. I'm sure they would look back on the Naked, the Naked Brothers Band, the project, the movie, the, the TV show, and, and look fondly back on that, as, as they should. I mean, they, they, they should be proud of the work they did there. 25 years ago, on January 27th, 1997, Space Cases finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Peter David and Bill Moomy, the show ran for two seasons of 27 episodes. I actually have never seen this show. Um, the, the show's premise revolves around a group of misfit students and two adults who are stranded far from home aboard an alien ship. Their attempts at journeying back see uh, many dangerous adventures and controversies with some occasionally more mature themes. Uh, it seems like a fun show. I, I like the premise of, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a fan of sci-fi, so if you can give me a good premise at the start, I'm willing to watch it. But yeah, I've never, I never watched the show. I never even knew it existed. It was on for, for pretty much an entire year, two seasons worth, and I just must have completely missed the boat. But uh, I can see that they got some some notable celebrity guest stars, including sci-fi legends Mark Hamill and George Takei. So uh, they were certainly they were certainly you know they knew their audience with with those pulls of guest stars. They knew they knew the people who were probably going to tune into the show. Not sure if it uh, it helped out in the end, um, but it, hey, if you're a fan of Space Cases or if you remember it at all, let me know what you think about it. Uh, is it worth tracking down? And we are ending today's episode 36 years ago on January 26th, 1986, as National Geographic Explorer finished its run on Nickelodeon, but then would continue further beyond Nickelodeon on other channels, TBS, CNBC, MSNBC, and then finishing its current home on the National Geographic channel. This is a show that has been running since April 7th, 1985, but it originally got its run on Nickelodeon on April 7th, 1985. It ran all the way until January 26th the next year before being moved to TBS, which uh, is is definitely going to have uh, more eyes, more viewership to that, you know, to that channel than Nickelodeon would. So I understand the move, but uh, this show has 233 episodes under its belt, has earned over more than 400 awards, 52 Emmy Awards, 13 Cable Ace Awards, the Family Television Award, the Genesis Award, the DuPont Columbia Silver Baton Award, the Peabody Award, four gold medals at the International Film and Television Festival of New York, as well as being nominated for two Academy Awards. 
and it got its run on Nickelodeon 37 years ago on uh, on January, uh, not January, April 7th, 1985. Um, so think about that. All, all of that, I mean, look, it could have started on any other channel, but it started on Nickelodeon. I'm, I'm proud of that. This this incredibly successful and, and ongoing series um, uh, got its, its start with with Nickelodeon it it helped set it up and and yes it would go on to bigger and better things but it's nice to know that it got its humble beginnings all the way back on Nickelodeon 37 years ago shout out to Kevin Smith uh my name is Captain Eric as always thank you for joining me on this week in Nickelodeon history uh, of course we will be back with another episode next week once again please check out my 100th episode of the SpongePod Squarecast. It's called the 100th episode. Uh, if you need to search for that in, in whatever podcast or video platform you are watching this on. So with that, we are ending this week's episode. Thank you, everybody. Uh, please stay safe. We will see you here next time. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.